Hello and welcome back to Lakeside. Today we're going to be going over a very popular story that I believe everyone has heard or heard parts of at least once and that is Daniel in the lion's den. But before I jump into this, I want to let everyone know a couple things. One, I have my blog out that I made a short episode post on. I encourage everyone to check it out, whether you are Christian or not, because I have some posts on there that aren't just Christian posts. There's a couple posts about journaling. There's a post about the importance of iron and vitamin C for girls. There's a post about bullying. So I just suggest that you check it out and I also do this blog so that way I can go into deeper detail about some of my podcast topics without making some really ridiculous ridiculously long episodes so I encourage you to go check that out the link is in that podcast episode it's called my blog for lakeside is the episode name so just go check it out if you want to Also, I am using my NLT Bible version for this. If you guys want to follow along, that is the version that I use for every single Bible reading that I do. But I just wanted to put that quick reminder out there that I'm using an NLT version. So without further ado, I'm going to jump right into reading the biblical account and then we will go from there. Daniel 6, Daniel in the lion's den. Darius the Mede decided to divide the kingdom into 120 sections, and he appointed a high officer to rule over each section. The king also chose Daniel and two other administrators to supervise the high officers and to protect the king's interests. Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all other administrators and high officers. Because Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling the government affairs, but they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. He was faithful, always reasonable, and completely trustworthy. So they concluded, our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the rules of his religion. So the administrators and high officers went to the king and said, Long live King Darius. We are all in agreement. We administrators, officials, high officers, and advisors. We administrators, officials, high officers, advisors, and governors that the king should make a law that will be strictly enforced. Give orders that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions. And now your majesty issue and sign this law so that it cannot be changed. An official law of the Medes and the Persians cannot be revoked. So King Darius signed the law. But when Daniel heard that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with his windows open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. Then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying, asking for God's help. So they went straight to the king and and reminded him about his law. Did you not sign a law that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions? Yes, the king replied. That decision stands. It is an official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. Then they told the king, That man, Daniel, one of your captives from Judah, is ignoring you and your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. Hearing this, the king was deeply troubled and tried to think of a way to save Daniel. He spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get Daniel out of this predicament. In the evening, the men went together to the king and said, Your majesty, you know that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no law law that the king signed 
that no law that the king signs can be changed. So at last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to him, May your God, whom you serve faithfully, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and the seals of his nobles so that no one could rescue Daniel. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night fasting. He refused his usual entertainment and couldn't sleep at all that night. Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God, whom you served so faithfully, able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, Long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the lions' mouths so that they would not hurt me, for I have been found innocent in his sight, and I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him, and he for he had trusted in his God. Then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. The lions leaped on them and tore them apart before they even, even hit the floor of the den. Then King Darius sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and he will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed and his rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. So the book of Daniel and the, or the, not the, well, yes, the book of Daniel that contains the story of Daniel in the lion's den is a straight up story about jealousy. There were officials whom, officials and administrators whom Daniel worked with that were jealous of him once they found out that he was going to be appointed over the entire empire. They wanted a way to condemn him condemn him and get rid of him so that they could have his position so they went to the king with this absurd law that they knew daniel would break had the king sign it so that way it couldn't be changed and then went to daniel's house uninvited went inside found him praying went back to the king and reported it to him And the king, it says the king was very troubled because he loved Daniel. He didn't want anything bad to happen to Daniel. But then he realized that he signed the law and that the punishment for this was to be thrown into the den of lions. So the king had Daniel arrested and taken to the den. And he said, the the king said, May your God, whom you serve so faithfully, rescue you. And then he was thrown into the den of lions, and the king had the den sealed, and then he went back to his palace where he couldn't eat, he couldn't sleep, and he didn't want his usual entertainment, and he waited till morning. And then the next morning, he went back out there to see what had happened to Daniel. And then he realized that Daniel had been saved by his God, and he realized that he had been tricked and fooled by these other officials so he had these officials thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children king darius also realized that god is god that god is true and he proclaimed to the world that everyone needs to worship daniel's god because he is a god of 
miraculous signs and wonders and that he will rescue his people. Darius realized that what Daniel did, praying to God, was nothing bad against him. It wasn't a betrayal or anything bad towards the king. And he realized that these officials, like I said, whom he had thrown into the den afterwards, were jealous. That it was all jealousy that brought about this accusation against Daniel that ended up basically, in a way, ruining the life of an innocent man because Daniel could have been killed by these lions. But then God came in. He saw the situation. He knew Darius's heart and he knew Daniel was innocent and he saved Daniel from these lions. He sent his angel. We don't know which angel, but he sent an angel to keep the lion's mouths shut. And he and I said he saw Darius's heart because he knew that Darius would see this act and turn towards him. And he knew that Darius loved David because if you look back up in Daniel 6:14, Hearing this, the king was deeply troubled and tried to think of a way to save Daniel. He spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get Daniel out of this predicament. King Darius cared for Daniel, and he did not want to do this to Daniel. This was all because of the other jealous officials who made a bogus law that they had the king sign, and he realized it was all a mistake, and in a way, it was trickery. It was trickery. They tricked the king to do this so that they could get their way to get Daniel out of their way. It was all trickery. So those are the parts of the story. Those are the things that happen in the story. Jealousy, trickery, realization by the king, and it shows that God will save his people, will save us when we're in a place of persecution, especially if we're innocent. So that is what I have for you today. I really hope that this helped everyone kind of understand this story a little bit more because I've always heard the story, but I kind of never really knew what it was per se until I've read it and studied it on my own. So thank you for joining me and I'm going to close out in prayer. Lord, thank you for the Bible. Thank you for your word where we get to go and see these stories, Lord, and see what these actions can cause, the events that it can cause. We see jealousy lead to the persecution and accusations towards an innocent man, to where the innocent man gets thrown into this den of lions, and on and on, to where he gets saved by you, the realization who of whom have been tricked, punishment, and around it goes, Lord. You gave us this so we can see that and we can learn from it, and I thank you for that. I also pray for anyone who is struggling right now, Lord, whatever it may be, just be with them and help them through it and give them a place to go when give them a place to go when it gets hard. I pray for everyone's health. I pray that everyone is healthy, Lord, and I'm praying for that because where I live, there's a terrible cold going around, Lord, and I pray that you will just keep us all healthy, Lord, and that anyone who is sick, you will heal them. You will give them health and recovery, Lord. And I just leave that in your hands. Lord, thank you again. And it's in your name that I pray. Amen. Thank you all for listening. And I will see you all next time.